Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And today's poem is called Pride got in the way. So, I hope that y'all are having the most amazing day. (laughs) Here we go. So, was it hard for me? Why, yes, of course. Bidding farewell to our dreams and then filing for divorce. Abandoning what we held so dear. Forsaking our vows to always be here. Forgetting everything we fought hard for as pride got in our way. We never really took the time to surrender to God's divine will for both our lives, individually and collectively. We didn't pray. We didn't fight the spiritual battle spiritually. Instead, we let our flesh determine our destiny. There was never any humbling, repenting, or forgiving. We held a grudge. We told outsiders about us and kept building on nothing with bitter blocks. No foundation, no communication, just wild imaginations and sometimes only talk because we blocked God out. I didn't understand then, but I understand now that we really didn't consider our vows until death do us part through the good and the bad, forsaking all others. That's what we said. But we didn't truly grasp the concept of what was meant, of what that meant. Or maybe we did, but could have cared less because pride got in our way. I don't regret the vows I took But I do regret not counting the cost way up before I took those vows. Had we truly done so back then, maybe we'd still be married now. But I have accepted where I faulted and I have laid it on the altar. And if by chance I ever marry again, I'll be sure to marry for all of the right reasons and not let our pride get in the way. So I hope that y'all have had the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. I'm not going to be before y'all long. And that's intentional because I wanted to leave you with something on today. I try to most days, but today is a little different. So I've been working with my sweetheart on a love journal, our love journal for the next 90 days. And as we're going on this journey and every single day we are writing a love letter to each other, what I have come to realize is that whenever people say the words, I love you, in a lot of instances, it begins as a surface, I love you. But when you begin to delve into the real true heart and meaning of what love is, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, then 
I believe that it causes you to dig a little deeper. And in doing so, it may even cause you to evaluate or reevaluate some of your outside influences, who it is that you speak to on a regular basis, who it is that you confide in, how it is that you encounter those people, what type of dialogue it is that you all have, and so on. And as you journey on trying to discover what love is, you may truly run across some fickle people. So for those of you who don't know what fickle means, I wanted to let you know what it means. And if you don't know, um, I literally have recently started to share the definition of some of the words that I use in my episodes so that I don't take it for granted or we don't take it for granted um, that everyone knows what I'm talking about. So fickle means changing frequently, especially as regards to one's loyalties, interest or affection. So have you ever come across fickle people? One minute they love you to death, the, me- the next minute they hate your guts or they dislike you or they feel indifferent towards you or it just depends on the day sometimes and it depends on whatever it is that they're going through or they could just be that way, fickle. And so one of the reasons why it was laid on my heart to begin a love journal is because for those of you that have never, ever listened to any of my episodes, I am on a journey of discovering myself during my singlehood or singleness um, as I wait for my future hubby. Yes, you did hear me say my sweetheart. So I am currently dating someone. Um, We've been dating for over a year. However, What I'm not doing in this journey is making the assumption, although that is the intent and although that is the hope, that this is going to be my future hubby. Um, Because that is up to him to make me his wife, if that makes sense to some of y'all. It may not. But anywho, (laughs) so you may be asking, well, then why are y'all dating? I am a whole lot older, and so I am starting to recognize that the only way that you can truly get to know someone and to see if that person could potentially be your purpose partner is to spend time with that individual on different levels. And so it started off as a friendship, and it has evolved into a relationship. And over the course of the relationship, There's been highs and there's been lows. But the one thing that has been consistent is the love that we have for each other. But I wanted to be able, because I've I've observed a lot of relationships where whenever the relationships go low, that's when the backbiting takes place. That's when the gossiping takes place. That's when the hurtful words come out. That's when things that are said that can never be retracted come out. That's when the jaggers are thrown. That's when people go for the jugular, all of that. And so, and I'm telling you from my own past experiences, not just what I heard, but what I know. So in doing that, what I have made a intentional decision to do is to be mindful 
of my presence and to be mindful of my actions and to be mindful of my words in this now relationship so that I don't make the same mistakes that I have in the past. So this very well could be just a part of my journey. And even in it being a part of my journey, I did not want to take it for granted. I want to learn every lesson about myself that I could possibly learn in this relationship. So we do checks. We check in with each other. Are you still present? Is there anything that, you know, we need to lay on the table? Is there any conversations that we need to have? We are constantly having that dialogue. And so um, recently after we celebrated our one year anniversary, what I decided to do, and I'm, I'm speaking in terms of our one year anniversary in regards to our very first date. So I just want to make that clear. But anywho, so <laughs> because the relationship evolved later, later on. So anyway, so um, one of the things that um, was laid on my heart as I was in prayer time is to start a 90 day love journal. And it's an opportunity for us to write love letters to each other. And it's an opportunity for us to be transparent with one, one another in regards to what we love about the other person. Now, if you're thinking, do you, because my daughter had actually asked me that, can y'all make it for 90 days? Well, see, that is the challenge. Can we make it for 90 days? So whenever you are in your honeymoon phase, that's what I like to call it. It's easy for you to think about all the things you like about this individual, all the things you adore about this individual, all of that. But then when the going gets tough, so to speak, and you kind of get settled in, you kind of learn their personalities and they learn yours. And then you start to see where you mesh well and where you clash. All of those things may become questionable if you're not constantly putting it at the table and on the table. So what was laid on my heart is to really truly create the foundation that I desire in my relationship. And one of the things that I've learned by reading scripture is that it says to think of those things that are true, that are a virtue, that are praiseworthy, that are of good report. And so how better to think on those things if you can read them? So after we do this exercise, we actually will read the letter that we wrote to each other out loud. But it serves so many purposes because it allows you to see if you truly have the capacity to love the person that you say that you want to do life with. Can you go that stretch? Will you have that book to refer back to when the going gets tough, whenever you really don't have any words to say to each other? Can you then utilize this as an opportunity to be like, you know what, let me go ahead and pull out our love journal and let's remind each other why we ever started this. And let's see if there is love lost or if the love is still there. Sometimes you literally have to remind yourself why it is that you are staying in the race. Now, in doing that, you may run across fickle people where Initially, they were rooting for you and your relationship, but the more you shared or did not share, they fall by the wayside. And it's okay. See, one thing that I'm learning about life is that I'm learning about people and people are going to be people. But 
I'm here to tell you just because you may come across fickle people does not mean that you have to be fickle too. You can actually opt to take the higher road and be consistent in who you are, regardless if they agree or disagree with your life choices. Not only that, when you're going on a journey and whether it be a friendship, whether it be your relationship with your family, whether it no matter what it is, sometimes people will be on that ride with you for the long haul and sometimes they will literally fall off. And then later on, they may pick right back up. It really just depends. But that should not be your determining factor of whether or not you stay in a relationship or whether or not you opt out of it. Because at the end of the day, when you're in relationship with anyone, that is you and that person. So you all have the power to write your love story, whatever that looks like for you. And every relationship is not going to be identical. So when we get out of that comparison syndrome, where we feel like we got to compare our relationship to somebody else's or our current relationship to our past relationships and just really and truly start being in the present in the now. This is when we can literally start to develop those roots to grow something, hopefully meaningful and beautiful. But even if not, it still gives you an opportunity to learn something about yourself. And by learning about yourself, that will produce growth. So I wanted to come on here and just be transparent. Um, I've shared this with a few people, my therapist included, of what was laying on my heart to do. She absolutely loves it. I absolutely love it. And on top of that, I praise God that it was a God idea, but also, on top of that, what we did on yesterday, because we were on day tw- yesterday was day 12. So what we did, I did a checkpoint and I was like, do you believe that at this point and this juncture of us doing this exercise, if we're just scratching the surface? And he said, yeah. And I said, that's an honest answer. We can work with that because I agree. I agree. Like in the first few days, just like when you're starting a relationship with God, it's surface. It's all the things that you see that he's doing for you and you get all excited and you're so zealous and all all these great thoughts. And, And then you go through something. And then when you go through something, you may question, Okay, I know that I said I love you and I know that I said I'm giving my life to you, but this is not really turning out the way that I foresaw it. And um, I'm going to need you to help me with this, God. And so then you have to dig deeper concerning your relationship with him to see if you truly do love him the way that you say that you do. Now, God is never going to change. He's going to be the same. He is the same yesterday, today and forevermore. We're the ones who are fickle when it comes to God. We depending on what we got going on in the world. That's how we determine how much we're going to pray to him. And that really should not be the case that there should be a consistent relationship. If you are one who chooses to honor and serve God, because there are a lot of people who don't. And that's your business. However, to those who do. We got to be honest with ourselves, even in our relationship with God, sometimes we are operating as fickle people. Why do we do that? Why do we do that? He knows why we do it. But do we know why we do it? 
is because we kind of treat God like he's a genie. And as long as you're doing what I need you to do for me, we're good. But the minute that you stop doing what I need you to do for me, oh, Houston, we got a problem. Is that how we look at him? Well, we cannot pimp God. That's a public service announcement. We cannot pimp God. So either we're going to be in this thing with him or we're not. We cannot be lukewarm. We cannot be fickle. We have to let our yes mean yes. We have to let our no mean no. And a lot of times when we are in these relationships, it's an opportunity for us to show our purpose partner or the person that we are choosing to do life with in this season that this is what it looks like to date someone or court someone who believes in God. It should be an entirely different experience for them. If you're being honest, because you're seeking the face of God and how you handle your relationship with that individual. So God's thoughts are not our thoughts. God's ways are not our ways. And so because his thoughts and his ways are not our ways, when we begin to make him the foundation of our relationships, then all of a sudden the way that we communicate with other people changes. The way that we receive their communication changes. The way that we bounce back from a disagreement changes. We can literally agree to disagree. Everything about the experience should be supernatural in a lot of ways. Because it should not be like anything that we've ever experienced. If you really think about it, isn't that like how it is with your relationship with God? It's not like any other relationship on this planet. And so I wanted to take a moment to just talk about that because I have found myself in various seasons of my life, not just in the natural relationships being fickle or dealing with fickle people, but I have found myself being fickle with God. And as long as all of my prayers were being answered, I was rah, rah, shish, kumba, yes, Lord, it's all you. But then the minute that things started to fall apart, I'm like, uh, I don't really want to talk to you right now because I'm feeling a little bit sour about this right here situation. And so I'm learning. No matter what the season is, God, I'm going to talk to you and I'm going to praise you. I'm going to salute you. I'm going to honor you. I'm going to reverence you. No, things may not be going my way. So one of the other reasons why I think that this is instrumental for us while we're going through this journey of learning each other is that by writing in the love journal, it is giving us an opportunity to not just look at how and why we love the other person, but is making us go within to challenge our perception of what love is. Because a lot of our versions, if we're honest, of love have more to do with fantasy than reality. But when you start to put love against the God mirror, it changes what it looks like. And then when you start to put yourself and how you treat others against the God mirror, it will challenge how you treat others. 
And so whether this relationship succeeds or not, I'm not in it for trying to predict what's going to happen. I'm in it because I want to be in it. But in the process of my being in this relationship, I'm learning about Teresa. In the process of him being in this relationship, he is learning about himself. And then we are learning about each other as a couple. And we are learning about our relationship as it stands with God. Because we pray together, we seek his face about everything. And so, and we do that together and apart. And so one of the things that I am learning and that I have learned, and sometimes I, I want to beat myself up, <laughs> but I don't, um, that because it, it's taken so long, in my opinion. It, I might be right on time, but in a lot of ways, I feel like it's taken forever. But anyway, I have learned that anything worth having, there's going to be a little fight. I know we have learned like, oh, everything's supposed to come easy. <sighs> To a certain degree, yes. But I can tell you, I've been walking with God since I was 16 years old. That is over 30 years. And I am not going to sit here and tell you that my loving God or his loving me has been an easy feat. I have had to die to myself on so many different levels in so many different ways. I have had to swallow my pride. I have had to repent a thousand times. Plus, he'll probably say a million if you ask God. But nevertheless, I know that he's worth it. I know that loving God and having a right relationship with him is worth every minute, second, hour, day, month, year that I spend with him in his presence. And I don't want to be fickle when it comes to my relationship with God, nor do I want to be fickle when it comes to my relationships at all. So I ask you the question, have you been fickle in your relationships it's not too late for you to change the trajectory. I hope that y'all have the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. But this is going to conclude my episode on today. Y'all have a blessed one and do me a huge, huge favor. Please take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye. And thank you so much for listening.